as many of you know, I, in high school I was a golf caddy at a, at a country club and we had a lot of long, hot summer days, not unlike uh, a day like today. Uh, it was a job that I loved. It was the closest job that I ever had, though, to working manual labor. In many days, it was very taxing. Uh, the, the course I caddied at was a very hilly course, and you could get exhausted very easily carrying golf bags. And Saturdays, in particular, were very, very busy. But there was no greater feeling than walking up the hill on the 18th green. Of course, it had to be a hill on the last hole. With the clubhouse on my right, smelling burgers on the grill. So the guy who ran our bag room would always cook burgers for us for lunch on Saturday because he knew that we were always really hot, sweaty, and we needed a good meal. And he'd grill burgers, and there's no greater feeling than sitting in the air conditioning of the bag room of that country club, eating a burger and drinking an ice-cold Gatorade after a long, hot day on the golf course. There was no more refreshing feeling that I've ever had in my life. And anyone who's ever done hard manual labor or even just doing yard work at your house knows that feeling. When you're done working and you can sit and rest and relax and just be. And hearing our gospel today, we might think that this is what Christ is referring to. When he says those words, come to me all you who labor and are burdened and I will give you rest. I mean, after all, our Lord was a worker himself. In Nazareth, before he began his public ministry, he was the son of a worker. Surely he knew the ups and downs of working people, and Lord knows there probably were long holiday weekends in Israel, not unlike we have this weekend. There might have been things like that. But our Lord is talking about a much more deeper and more impactful rest than merely physical, even more restful than cool air conditioning and a burger and a Gatorade on a hot day. Our Lord is calling us to come to him and rest from the burden of sin. Because we have to be honest, brothers and sisters, it is a struggle to fight against sin day in and day out. It is a battle, and a battle that can often leave us very tired and very weary. Again, it can seem never-ending at times. Many people might ask me in the confessional, Father, it just, just seems never-ending, this fight against sin. And I often reply, well, you'll be fighting until about three days after you're dead. Our life on earth, brothers and sisters, requires constant vigilance against the allures of the evil one. St. Paul himself talked about a thorn in his flesh. For him, that was his struggles with sin, too. That, and he asked our Lord to be relieved of that thorn. No one is immune from sinful temptations, brothers and sisters, and having to fight against sin. And after a while, it can be very, very tiring. But life in Christ, brothers and sisters, the life of grace is truly restful. It is immensely peaceful, and it is serene. It is a life where we no longer desire the allure of evil, no longer desiring it. One where we are at rest from that battle with peace and tranquil with God, our Heavenly Father. It's best summed up in the words of Mass. We sing together just before we receive Holy Communion. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Grant us rest. That is what we are praying for. We are calling out to the God who takes away our sins, who frees us from sins, and asking that he grant us his peace.
The peace of being at home with the Trinity. The peace of knowing that we are dwelling in sanctifying grace. The peace of being free from that battle. Free from that fight against sin. Us being completely at peace with God our loving Father. But our Lord also calls us to be at peace with one another in our world. Because this peace more than just affects ourselves, it affects everyone else. The peace of soul that our Lord promises is meant for the entire world. And it affects the entire world. The great American Bishop Fulton Sheen has a book called Peace of Soul. And he begins that book with these words. He says, there can be no world peace unless there is soul peace. Wars and insurrections are only projections of the conflicts waged inside the souls of modern men. For nothing happens in the external world that has not first happened within a soul. If we are not at peace with God, brothers and sisters, if we are not at rest with God, we will not be at rest with one another. We will not be at peace with one another. And one of the reasons our world is in crisis is because so few people experience that peace of soul with God. So they do not experience it with one another. They do not have that rest. There are a host of reasons for this and ways that we can be brought out of that peace and brought out of that rest. Certainly being preoccupied with worldly affairs, watching cable news every night and feeling we have to comment on Facebook on everything. It can leave us angry and anxious and not at peace, not at rest with God, not at rest and at peace with one another. The less peace we have interiorly, the less peace we have with God, the less peace we will have with our neighbor. So we must strive each and every day for that peace of soul, that rest that Christ holds out to us, holds out to us today. We who are burdened and in labor in the fight against sin, we must go to Christ and say to him, grant me rest, grant me peace. I no longer want to fight this battle, Lord. Help me to be at rest with you. But as much peace as we can experience in this life, and as good as it might be, there is still a greater peace that you and I are called to strive for each and every day. Because this peace reaches its fulfillment in heavenly rest. Think about it. No sin can enter into heaven. Only purified souls, only those who behold Christ, they are free from the earthly struggle of sin. They can simply be and behold. That is why we pray that those who have died might rest in peace. So when we pray for someone who has died, that is what we are praying for, for them and for all the souls who have gone before us. And we will not truly be at rest until then. So we pray that their peace might be our peace and rest one day too. Because the saints are those who enjoy heaven the greatest, and then they enjoy the most perfect and greatest peace possible. And that is our goal, too, that we might find true peace and rest with them. So as we prepare to receive Holy Communion today, we, we pray those words of the Agnus Dei, the Lamb of God. Let us pray them more intently today and beg our Lord to grant us his peace and freedom from the burden and labors of sin that we might struggle with. And ask God to bestow his grace upon us that we might persevere in virtue and enjoy rest. So that by living in Christ's peace on earth, we might enjoy heavenly peace with the angels and the saints forever.